1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 4. Those that have found it, say, I got it. Even if you ain't got it, it's on the screen. Here is the word of the Lord. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in him in every way, in all speech and all knowledge. In this way, the testimony about Christ was affirmed among you so that you do not lack any spiritual gifts as you eagerly await for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, watch this, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift. We're going to talk for just a moment from the topic, gifted by God. Gifted by God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father, we're so grateful for this tremendous opportunity. Oh, God, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for the songs. We, we thank you for the remembrance. And, Father, we are confident that as you were with our ancestors, as you were with Big Mama and, and Papa and them, you are with us. As you carried them through all of the challenges of life and faith, Father, we sense your very presence with us in 2023. Now, fathers, we embark upon this endeavor for us to explore and unearth the gifts that you've placed within us. Father, I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, on campus and online, would be sensitive to your spirits, moving, nudging. Father, speak to our hearts this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let everyone say amen. Amen. Thank you so much, ushers. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Gifted by God. Here's our big idea for today's message. And for those of you here for the first time, big idea is basically the sermon and the statement. In case you forget anything and everything that the pastor says, you can at least say he talked about this. Here's the big idea. Believers have been gifted by God to bless the local church for God's glory. Believers have been gifted by God to bless the local church for God's glory. Now, just imagine, if you will, you're a parent, and it's Christmas morning. You've been shopping all the week, month, perhaps quarter, and on Christmas morning, you hand out gifts to your children one by one. The children take those gifts, they say thank you, and they place them aside with no attempt to open their gifts. They don't even take the time to explore what the gifts are. As a parent, how would that make you feel? Imagine how the Lord must feel when he has given gifts to us that he intends for us to use, and yet we never take the trouble to find out what those gifts are. Are. We, we never put them to work, and, and then we excuse ourselves from serving by saying that we can't do anything. Y'all, it, it is in this sense that I believe the local church is not fully maximizing her potential. 
See, I, I submit that the average believer is like the children in this story. While we are grateful for God's goodness, God's gifts, God's presence, we've never stopped to stir up, to, to unwrap, to open the gifts that he has given us through his Holy Spirit. Watch this. We are gifts waiting to be opened. Oh, God, we're, we're gifts. We're waiting. We're waiting to be open. We, we, we are power. Oh, my mic is working good. Waiting to be used. Somebody just woke up. What did he say? What was it? Power waiting to be used. Y'all, y'all we, we are blessings waiting to be discovered. I need y'all to hear me today. Opened gifts, identified gifts, publicly affirmed gifts are a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ. In other words, we all need each other. We need to be opened. We need to be identified. And we all need to be working because there is value in every believer that's part of the Lord's church. Give God some praise right there. I need you to come into this series knowing that you are valued. See, when a speck of dust blows into your eye, instinctively, the eye is rubbed with a finger. There's no debate with the finger about whether or not it should help the eye. Later, after pulling the eyelid over, causing the the moisture of the eye to wash out the speck, in a, in a short time thereafter, the eye is back to normal. But, beloved, without the hand, including the specific functioning of the fingers, that irritant would have remained. Every and each member within the body of Christ is equally as important and significant. We all need each other. And what I want you to see as that finger takes the initiative to pull that lid over, to wash that speck out, I need for you to start lifting some lids. I need for you to start pulling some eyelids so that we can wash out the things that don't look like God. I need for you to begin to use the dexterity of your giftings, not just for self-gratification, but for God to be glorified. So, 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 for the next several weeks, for the next several weeks, we will embark upon this endeavor, and we will take time to understand spiritual gifts, their origin their purpose, their, their process for being discovered so, so that more of us can work out our God-given abilities for God. As I prepare to study for this series, there's always a handful of passages that, that are so frequently used that contain the gifts of the Spirit. See, before we dig into those, I was led to this more foundational passage about spiritual gifts to believers. Look at this verse again. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in him in every way, in all speech and all knowledge. In this way, the testimony about Christ was affirmed among you so that you do not lack any spiritual gift 
as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I just love reading Scripture, y'all. See, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Let me teach a little while. See, this church, like most, was both a blessing and a burden. This church was filled with gifted people who were also flawed people. Don't get quiet on me now. This, this church had exceptional potential and exceptional struggles. <laughs> Doesn't this church sound like our churches? I mean, just think about it. We, we have the best and the worst at the same time. We, we, we have the opportunity to do all that God has called us to do, and we have the excuses why we can't do nothing. We, 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 we have been given and afforded everything that we need to succeed, yet we kill ourselves in the paralysis of analysis. We, we allow ourselves to meet and think and talk ourselves out of everything that Scripture has told us to do. Say amen if you can. So this is the church at Corinth. And so Paul was compelled to write this church because they had some issues that were going unaddressed. Now, before I deal with, with them, I, I, I got to stop by your crib for just a moment. What is it that's in your life that you pretend is not there? Remember last week we were talking about those progress reports that we get, and it does you no good to get a progress report if you don't take that progress report to your mama. And see, like me, my mama was here. Like me, you know, sometimes we don't give mama the bad progress reports. Don't look at me like that. We don't give mama the bad. We give mama the good progress. Those bad ones, we have a way of forgetting and losing. And, and somehow the teacher has to give us another copy, and we lose that one too. And then by the time parent-teacher conference, you had a chance to raise that grade up. Am I, am, am I by myself up in here? It's something... But the point is this, is there something in your life, Stephen Brown, that has been around so long that you've just grown accustomed to it? And it's, it's like that console television, the wood grain. It's in the room with the other TV on top of it. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on now. Come on, come on. Two TVs, two TVs. O only one works. Wood grain. I'm telling y'all, we have these things in our lives that we just kind of, we care from year to year. This is a new year and you still got that same wood grain TV. And you're trying to figure out, Father, why have I not made progress for your kingdom? Why, why is it that, that things are not going the way I'd hope? That television. You don't even know where the remote is. Paul, Paul was compelled to write this church because they had some issues that were going unaddressed. Now, this sermon is not about addressing those issues because despite their shortcomings, Paul opens with thanksgiving. Watch this principle. Paul is thankful because of the grace given. Ah, I got 
See, see, the church needed to be reminded of God's grace towards them, the grace of God given to them in Christ Jesus. They needed to know that every single one of them within the framework of the church at Corinth, they all were enriched, but they were enriched in him, says the Scripture. <sighs> Text says in every way. Y'all, they and us are rich. Oh, y'all don't believe. Look at your neighbor and say, you rich. Come on, look at him. Look at him. Say, you rich. You rich. You're, you, you paid in full. You got it going on. This word enriched, uh, plutizo, it, 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 it is to be abundantly rich. It's where we get the word plutocrat from. Plutocrat means someone who is so rich that no one can even count, tally, or calculate their wealth. Y'all stay with me. Paul says, I'm grateful for God's grace manifested in how you've been made wealthy. But then he adds a clause, you are rich, you are enriched, you are wealthy. Here it is, in him. Oh, God. See, see, we're out there trying to get wealth out there when we don't understand how much wealth we have in Christ Jesus. We don't understand the value. We don't understand how paid we are. And see, if we would get in alignment with him, then we would tap into everything we need out there. Stay, stay, stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. They, they were rich. They were rich. They were rich where it really matters in him. Y'all, the church is rich where it really matters. In him, we, we are rich. Those of us who are part of this local body, we are rich. Look at verse 6. In this way, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you do not lack any spiritual gift. Y'all, there is so much wealth, so many blessings. So much untapped potential. And this is Paul's spark in this whole opening segment. Get ready to write. Here it is. Our relationship with Christ made spiritual gifts possible. Please get that down. That's simple. I want to make sure it is as simple as possible. Our relationship with Christ made spiritual gifts possible. Let me break this down. Spiritual gifts are conferred at conversion. Oh, that's it. Yeah. In other words, you get them when you receive God's grace gift of salvation. They are not talents. Talents are natural abilities me on the basketball court. God bless you. Natural abilities. Spiritual gifts are supernatural abilities. Y'all stay with me. You, you're going you're gonna to get it today. Talents are passed down at birth. Spiritual gifts are deposited when we are born again. 
You're going to get this. You're going to get this, y'all. You're going you're gonna to get this. Our relationship with Christ made spiritual gifts possible. See, our salvation is a grace gift. So are our spiritual gifts. Paul to the believers in Ephesians says, For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourself, Stephen Brown. It's, it's, it's God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. It's a gift. And you tap into that gift when you are recipients of the grace gift of salvation. Y'all, I told you you was rich. You, 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 you immediately check your bank account and say, no, things are about the same, Pastor. No, I ain't talking about that one. Not that one. No. Spiritually speaking, this church is rich. And see, there's someone right here. You, you already know. You know, Pastor Brown, I, I got some gifts. They're supernatural. They ain't talent. They're supernatural gifts, and I, I've yet to use them here. And as you tell me how rich this church is, I'm feeling more confident now than ever that I need to be using my gifts. Spiritual gifts are not earned, they're given. You, you got to get this, y'all. You got to get this. Let me tell you why you got to get this. There is so much misinformation out there. And some of you think, Pastor, I already know this, but, but do you really? Because here, here's my experience. A lot of us know stuff. But until that knowledge moves us to action, what is it really? Spiritual gifts are not earned, they are given. So, beloved, lean in. Stop trying to politic. Stop trying to one-up. I'm not saying we do that here. I'm talking about the church of Corinth. Stop trying to one-up. Stop trying to, to make a name for yourself, Stephen Brown. There is nothing worthwhile that you can earn. Spiritual gifts are not earned. They're given. Here's another one. Spiritual gifts are given to every believer when they receive the grace gift of salvation. This is the third time I've said it. I'm going to say it until you get it. They're given to every believer. If you receive the gift of salvation, you got some gifts. Now, let me unpack that. Every believer has one at the very least. Right now, you're thinking, I didn't know I had one. No one ever told me I had at least one. Some of y'all got more than one, but at the very least, Scripture affirms you got at least one. One. If one believer had all the gifts then there would be no need for the body. I'm, 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 I'm coming fast, so stay with me. Here's another one. Spiritual gifts are to be used solely to benefit the church and her work. Oh, my God. That's, that makes you mad right there. Yeah. These are God-given abilities for his church, for his work. Now, that doesn't mean other doors may not open, but primarily your gifts are to be used for the furtherance of the kingdom of God on earth. 
And now this is what frustrates me. Because I think many of us miss the big picture. We take the goodness of God, the grace of God, stay with me, y'all, and we give the best out there. And then we come in here and give leftovers, scraps, leftover time, leftover, leftover money, left, left, leftover investment, left, leftover teaching, just in it, whatever I got left. Yeah, that's the bigger picture that, that Paul wants us to see. These, these spiritual, supernatural gifts have been given to you for the furtherance of the kingdom of God to be employed within the local body. Paul wants the church at Corinth and the church day to know the value of our spiritual gifts and to know that we must use these gifts with the same grace that they've been given. I, I, I know I'm teaching, but I need for y'all to get this. You got a gift. Believer, you, you got a gift. Well, some say, Pastor Brown, I've, I've, I've never received the gift of Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm not, did you call it saved? That's, I've, never, I've never confessed Jesus. I don't know what that really means. That means your gift is waiting on you. Your gift is waiting. Because the minute, watch this, the minute you turn from who you are in your sin and you turn to the Lord and you ask the Lord to come into your life to forgive you of your sins, to, to take complete control of your life and you give it to him, watch this. Them gifts going to start coming. Those gifts going to start flowing, and you're going you're gonna to discover what grace looks like. I got one more point, and we're done. I got one more point, real, 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 real succinct today. Our relationship with Christ means we have every spiritual gift we need. Please get that, y'all. Please get that. Our relationship with Christ means we have every spiritual gift. We need, verse 7 says, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift. Now, you got to understand, again, he is talking to a church that has abused their gifts. He's talking to a church that are living, oh, la vida loca. You hear me? They were sinning and winning at the same time. There was all kinds of things. There was division. There was, uh, there was, there was bad interpersonal relationships. There was, there was a whole lot that was going on. And, 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 and before Paul hit them with the sour, he gave them the sweet. He begins with thanksgiving, and he helps them to see why they ought not be acting the way they act. Every. No, our relationship with Christ means we have every spiritual gift we need. So when you stack those two crucial points together, that we have spiritual gifts because of our relationship with Christ, and then secondly, we have every spiritual gift we need in this body as a result of His grace gift towards us, church, we're rich. We're paid in full. 
There is a wealth of gifts within this local body to meet our needs and the needs of this community. Y'all, there is no lack. But I know I got to close with this thought here because here's where someone is coming. Pastor Brown, I'm just, I don't have no value. I just don't. I messed up too much. I'm like that church at Corinth. Somebody's thinking, God is tired of waiting on me. He's tired of grace. He's tired of mercy. I've abused them all. And any gift that I may have had, I probably lost it. I've been saved for a while, and I've not been living for him. And <sighs> Pastor Mark, can we can we just change this series to something else? Because I don't want to be reminded for the next three or four weeks on how I squandered the grace gift of God. Pastor, there's just something in me that will not allow me to receive the fact that God loves me that much. I need for everyone under the sound of my voice to know God's gifts are real. Watch this. You may not know what yours are, believer, but you hang in there with us for the next three to four to five weeks. And by the end of this series, you will by faith, thank you, Lord, be walking and using your gifts. Well, Pastor Mark, what if you don't have a place for me to use my gifts? Listen, the way I'm feeling right now in 2023, we'll make one. The way, I, the way I'm feeling right now, we, we won't allow you and your gift to sit on the sideline any further. I need for you to know there is room for you and your gift. Y'all, this is the beauty of the assembly. Somebody give God a hand of praise right there. But even as we see in our scripture that we're rich, some still doubt it. I need you to know that there is no lack in the Lord. This young schoolboy, and I'm finished, this young schoolboy, he was trying out for a part in the school play. Mom knew his limitations, but she didn't want to kill his zeal. Mom knew that his, he had set his expectations a little too high. She was afraid that he wouldn't be chosen to participate in the play. On the day the parts were awarded and distributed, she drove up to the school just praying and just lamenting. How am I going to encourage my baby boy? He wants to lead, but mothers know. Amen. The young boy rushed up to the car, his eyes shining with pride, so much excitement on his face. Then he said some words to her that should remain a lesson to every single one of us. He says, and I quote, I have been chosen to clap and to cheer. Y'all got to know when to shout. I need for you to know, child of God, God has lovingly chosen every single one of us for different, for different tasks, for different assignments, for different blessings. Every gift that God has given us, we will use in this local assembly. But child of God, you got to take a step of faith.
You got to begin to look at who God made you to be. You got to begin to sense the gift that God has placed on your life. You got to know that there is something different from you from before you got saved until now. You got to have a sense that there is something ooh, on the inside that you didn't have before. You got to have the confidence in Christ to know, yeah, I, I ain't where I want to be but I ain't where I used to be, and there is something on the inside that is turning, that is moving, that is pushing me. Child of God, I'm calling you out. I'm calling you to step into your purpose. I'm calling you to use that that God has given you to use. Give God a hand of praise right there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now, before I talk goals, I want to pray. So I'm like, Pastor, that's your sermon. We got two things to do today. Just bear with me. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. No one moving. This is just a prayer of covering. Someone here, you say, Pastor, that is me all day long. I have been so struggling with my value. I came in here really as a last resort. I, I was just about tired of all this church stuff. Thank you for reminding me that because of my faith in Christ Jesus, I have value. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you so much for today. Lord, we see ourselves in this passage. We see that we like the church in Corinth. There is some can't get right in us regardless of how many blessings, regardless of how good you've been, we continually frustrate ourselves because of an unwillingness to demonstrate the courage to stir up our gifts. So, Father, today you informed us that we receive gifts when we receive Christ. It is through his spirit that we are then supernaturally given abilities to do. Father, these aren't talents. These are gifts. And these gifts are directly connected to you. So, Father, I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, every believer understands they, in fact, have a gift. Help them, Father to experience the joy of walking that out. Help us as a church to be responsible in leading them in this endeavor. Father, I pray that this introductory message touched the hearts of your people today. That it would get us to discussing with other believers. That it, would, that it would get us to search the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12. That we would begin to search the scriptures to see what are these gifts. And in so searching, Lord, that your spirit would affirm, that's me, that's, that's mine. That's who I've been saved to be. That's, that's, that's me. Father, I'm praying for those supernatural aha moments to erupt throughout our congregation. And Lord, I pray that we would not bring those wooden console televisions 
into this conversation. But that we would be open to see a new thing that you're doing in our lives. Father, it's possible that some of us may have gotten our gifts wrong. So, Father, I pray for wisdom, discernment, clarity. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let everyone say amen. Come on, give God a hand of praise right there. Come on, come on, come on.